And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, and welcome to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Uh, we are so delighted to be uh, back in Vancouver, live on the floor of the Vancouver International Wine Festival. This is year 43. I've been to the mall, which tells you a little bit about me that I don't want you to know, but uh, it's been a great journey. This festival is uh, really one of the high points of the year. Of course, it was cancelled last year because of COVID, so this is kind of a quiet restart uh, with about 100 wineries, and uh, then next year they'll return back to the full uh, complement of about 175 wineries, but it's very pleasant here in the room. Lots of room to move around, and uh, it's uh, always fun to get down in the room and uh, taste some wine. Now, we've got a busy show today, Uh, a lot of people showing up. Uh, We're going to start the show. We're going to talk about Ray Signorello. He joins us to talk about his new S by Signorello. Of course, Ray is a Vancouver uh, uh, born and spends his time between his winery and Napa in Vancouver. His winery was wiped out by fire. We're going to talk about that story and how the rebuilding is going and all the changes that are going on at uh, Signorello. Uh, Barkley Robinson is uh, on deck. He's the winemaker at Road 13. Uh, we're going to taste about. We're going to taste a couple of wines with him today. A couple of my favorites: 74K. We'll find out why it's called 74K. And Fifth Element, uh, two wines that have some Syrah in them. We'll explore why blending Syrah into uh, Bordeaux varieties is such a good thing in the South Okanagan. Uh, from Cedar Creek Estate Winery, uh, fascinating discussion with Taylor Whelan about. Northern Wines in British Columbia. They're very dedicated now to being growers in the north. Of course, they're situated up in Kelowna. And hes uh, we are going to taste today. I think it's going to be added to my list. My list is growing, but I have about six to eight outstanding rosés from 2021 in British Columbia, uh, which you can read about uh, next week in the Vancouver Sun or, of course, at gizmoneonwine.com. We're going to taste that wine, and we're also going to taste Aspect Pinot Noir, which is a true crew high-end Pinot Noir that comes off the property at Cedar Cedar Creek. It's a special sort of block or crew selection. And uh, really, folks, these two wines are, they're just, they're miles from where we were even five years ago. So look forward to that. Uh, But coming up next, Maylee Sosa. Wait till you hear the energy with Maylee. She's the North American brand ambassador for Bodega Garcon, which is one of my favorite wineries to visit in Uruguay. Uh, Francis Melman has a restaurant in that winery. Uh, they make olive oil. It's a thousand. Uh, it's a thousand hectares, and there's a thousand blocks in that winery. Believe it or not, that's just an amazing accomplishment. So we'll be talking about those wines. That's the fun of being here at the Vancouver National Wine Festival this year with 101 wineries, about 500 wines, so much to taste, so many people to talk to, and uh, we're going to do our best to get around the room and share the story with you uh, here on the BC Food and Wine Radio. All that and more coming up next from the Vancouver International Wine Festival. I'm Anthony Gismondi. You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and we will be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 
Summer in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas while wine tasting outside on the patio. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some delicious new summer dishes from the menu. Online tasting bookings and table reservations are recommended due to limited seating. Just go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. Capture the essence of the grape-growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you can take your time to enjoy our beautiful weather and perfect patio season. Visit almost 100 area wineries, cideries and distilleries, eight craft breweries and world-class locally sourced restaurants too. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for information on wine tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. The legend lives on. Three Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Hello, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and after four decades in the wine business, I know that the wine you like is always the best one for you. Anyone who tells you differently is simply wrong. The trick is how to get there. My advice? Try as many different wines as possible to discover your favorites. We evaluate about 3,000 wines a year at GismondiOnWine.com to help you sort through the clutter in the market, and we make it easy to search through our results. After all, life is way too short to drink bad wine. So why not give us a go at GismondiOnWine.com? From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, back to the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Victoria to Okanagan, wine country, and all other cities across the province, listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're on our, we are on location, and we're broadcasting live from the floor of the 43rd Annual Vancouver International Wine Festival. Our first guest is Maylee Sosa from North, uh, she's the North American brand ambassador for one of the hottest Uruguayan wineries, uh, named Bodega Garcon. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me. We oh. are back. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here. You saw your flag when you came in the room, so you were pretty happy. Yes, yes, it sets the the, the the energy in this room. You have to be here to feel the energy. Yeah, uh, how welcome I feel today and always in British Columbia. It's it's been amazing. So great. Well, Garzon has a lot of uh, energy too. So let's start there. Maybe some of our listeners are not familiar uh, with Uruguayan wine and Garzon. So where are you? How would you explain where you are? Well, uh, this winery is a new winery uh, in a new terroir. This Uruguay has been producing wines for centuries, but uh, nobody knew that we did. 
And it's only a few years ago in 1998, 1999, what a visionary man, Alejandro Bulgheroni, explored in the terroir of Garzón. Garzón is the name of a town, mm -hmm. 200 people. 11 miles away from the Atlantic Ocean. So this terroir is far from the Andes. Uh, my country, it's in between Brazil and Argentina. Uh, rolling hills, uh, cool breezes from the ocean, and that's where Garzón is. But and, it's, it's, and it's a short drive from Buenos Aires, really. It's not that far away. It's not that far. I recommend to take the ferry probably to Montevideo or Punta del Este. It's going to be more I yeah. know, entertaining than driving. Yeah. We'll be able to drink Garzón in the, in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've done that, and uh, it's a good recommendation. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, the winery. You brought two wines. It's a it's a really special mix because uh, I think many people are familiar with Tanat and that it's been a grape that's done well in uh, Argentina. But let's start with the white. It's an Albarino, and it's just such a sensational wine. What can you tell us about this wine, and why why did you choose it? Do you know why it was originally chosen? Well, let me tell the people that meanwhile I'm talking, I'm pouring a glass of Albariño yeah. for you to taste. And this wine is is very, very special because um, we are the number one producers of, of Albariño in the Americas. Mm -hmm. Albariño, as you might know, is a Rias Baixas, a Spain yeah. grape. Uh, and since Garzón is an experiment and nobody, you know, planted big amount of grapes there, um, Albariño has the same conditions as Rias Baixas for the production of, of um, Garzón uh, for Albariño. So it's uh, decomposed granite soils, proximity to the ocean, and rain, because we have a lot of rain in summer, and Albariño yeah. likes rain. And and uh, and a cold Atlantic Ocean, oh, both, yes. both on the Spanish side and at Uruguay. Yes, so the conditions are very similar, and we produce this beautiful, crisp, um, clean, elegant Albariño that has been such an amazing... Actually, this is the most accoladed white wine of my country. Yeah. Uh, well, I can tell you right now, it was the first wine that sold out at the trade day luncheon. Like, it was gone before uh, anybody got to taste it. So There's an Albarino. That's kind of nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and Albarino, if, if we were in Uruguay, what would you serve with it? What sort of food would you serve with that? Um, well, I don't know if you know that in Garçon we have a restaurant yeah. uh, conducted by Chef Francis Mama, and he yeah. likes to cook everything on the fire. Yeah. So we grill the salads and goes really well with vegetables. Wow. But I would pair this wine with a grilled octopus, yeah. seafood for sure. Yeah. I love the fact that in here in British Columbia you have such beautiful oysters and seafood yeah. and fish and sushi, sashimi, yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. anything. Yeah. Yes, because it has a very uh, beautiful acidity, but also a little bit of weight in the mouth mm -hmm. from the three months of Lee. Yep. That gives this weight. It's a beautiful wine. We're yeah. tasting the Garzon Albarino Reserva. This is the 2020. Uh, and it's uh, available in private wine shops, I believe, around the city. Yes, Jack's, Legacy, Liquors, everything. Well, wine. look at you. You know yes. all the stores. Way yeah. to go. Yes. Yeah. So pick that up. It would be a great wine for people to have on the long weekend. And, and, uh, and it's a great discovery as well. Uh, okay. Let's talk about the Tanat because before, then we, uh, so we don't run out of time. Uh, I was first introduced to, uh, to these wines by Alberto Antonini, who uh, was a guy that really cared about texture and, and flavor. Did a great job convincing, uh, uh, you know, designing the way that these wines would end up, I think, eventually. I thought what Alberto gave and then Germán Brussoni, our head winemaker, achieved is that we can probably say we tamed to not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yes, Uruguay. I That's mean, the, true. the national, uh, the national grape of my country is Tanat, which is Meridian region. Mm-hmm. So in the past, you needed to wait quite a bit, or have a big piece of beef. Yeah. Very fatty. But yeah. now, um, I think our son Tanats and the philosophy of Alberto Antonini is this kind of like more approachable, uh, round, um, smooth Tanat. Totally. It's a, well, even on the nose, it's very fragrant. Eh? Like that's what I love it about is. it. Like just smelling it's this wine. Fruit. It's a party of black fruit in a glass. Yeah, it is. But when you smell it, you you want to taste this wine, which is I think that's what's so exciting about it. Uh, and then when you taste the texture and the softness in it, you're quite surprised because normally you gotta wait. It's it's dangerous because your mouth ma- your mouth will will water. It will get you ready for the next sip, for the next bite, and all of a sudden you are gone. That bottle is gone. Yeah, uh, it's a special winery, very sustainable. I know that. Uh, don't do you not bus your workers into work? Uh, they're not allowed <laughs> to drive, or is that changed? Oh well, it's. Uh, it's it's beautiful because all our practices and also from our workers are sustainable mm-hmm. and sustainability has been a key for Garçon. We are the only leads, 100% lead certified winery out of North America. Mm-hmm. Um, we gave us uh, the New World Winery of the Year in 18 for wine enthusiasts. So it's it's we're very proud, very uh, clean wow. and and environmental friendly. Mm-hmm. Great property. You're growing olives too, and there you're making some fabulous olive oil. Yeah, the olive oil is beautiful. I invite everybody to visit the land of Gerson, experience the olive oil, the food, um, the breezes from the Atlantic Ocean, and and visit this beautiful, also um, golf course that we have. PGA Tour preferred golf course. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, so you're about is it how many kilometers? 20, 25 kilometers from the coast, the winery. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. And that's a very special place where people holiday. I hear they only holiday for a couple of months a year, though, and then it's quiet, or is it changing that? Or Well, as you said, my, my country is 3 million and a half people population. We receive a huge amount of tourists in the period of summer in between December and April. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I invite you to go for the harvest party, which is very beautiful. We have open fires in the town of Carson right. with our, our wines. It's, it's very pretty. Well, mainly a really real pleasure to see you here. I hope you're going to have some time to to uh, operate in the to check out some of the restaurants in the city. Will they give you some time to do that? Or well, actually, we already did. We have a uh-huh. beautiful winemakers event in Hydra and last night in Al- Alouette. And the gastronomy in British Columbia is amazing. Yeah. Local fusion, the people, the vibes, and you, and I can tell the the city is open and and eager for wines and, and international visitors. So I'm, 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 I'm thrilled. So great. And uh, and for you and Garzon now, you're selling the wines around the world. Uh, How is that going? It's going crazy. <laughs> we are in 67 countries. Wow. And, you know, it's we always say in Garzon, since we are such a very young, like, project, sure. the best is always yet to come. Yeah. Uh, well, we're we're happy to have you in Vancouver. I know you're going to be super busy at the the booth pouring your wines, and uh, well, we hope to see you soon uh, in Uruguay. That would be the best uh, place to meet for me. Well, you, of course, and thank you, thank you, Anthony, thank you, British Columbia. We are back, and we're going to have fun drinking Gerson wines this week. Fantastic! That was Meili Sosa. She's the North American brand ambassador for Bodega Garzon. Up next, Taylor Whelan, winemaker at Cedar Creek Estate Winery. 
Our show is available on 20 radio stations across British Columbia or on demand on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, SoundCloud, and SoundCloud, and it goes on and on and on. This is BC Food and Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismondi. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries, from Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Osuyas Wine Country. Before you go, look for community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration at visitsouthokanagan.com. It doesn't have to be alcohol to be rock and roll. It just has to be naughty. Bring the party with Naughty from Thompson & Scott. Beautifully crafted, organic, vegan, alcohol-free sparkling wines that have taken the drinks industry by storm. Beautiful bubbles. No alcohol, no compromise. So go ahead, get naughty. You've got nothing to lose but your preconceptions of what alcohol-free can be. Visit softcrush.ca for more details. Discover the good life right in your own backyard. Destination? The Watermark Beach Resort in beautiful Asuyus. Featuring spectacular views of Asuyus Lake, walking distance to shops, plus dining at the Watermark's very own 15 Park Bistro. And make sure to book your spring and summer travel now to avoid disappointment at the South Okanagan Resort that defines easy living. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details and keep up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature. Liber Farms terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club and receive delivery of award-winning wines and new releases in spring and fall, plus early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Visit them this spring to taste in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. Simply great wines. From the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. On location at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from our uh, location on the floor of the Vancouver National Wine Festival. It's year 43. There's 101 wineries in the room, 60 from B.C., which I think is a record. Uh, and one of them is right in front of me. Winemaker Taylor Whelan is with us from Cedar Creek Estate uh, Winery. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you. Fun to be back in Vancouver? It is lovely to be back, yeah. It's yeah. been three years for me since I was down at WineFest. So. See a few people... Feels good. Yeah. Will you get out and taste some international wines if you can? Yeah. That's one yeah. of the reasons I come down. It's always nice to taste the international producers. Yeah. So. It, I bet it's fun. And, and uh, do you try and find people that make wines like like the same wines as you, or do you just go to Barolo and, and say, I'm tasting these anyway? A little of both. Yeah. You go yeah. for the, the heavy hitters, but you also try and learn a little bit, you know, and that's easiest to do with people that are yeah. like, like-minded, you know? So, right on. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk a bit about Cedar Creek. There's been quite an evolution there since you've uh, been there. Uh, uh, this whole movement to organics and now uh, regenerative agriculture, there's a lot going on. Let's let's talk about it maybe in the terms people can understand or would want to know about it. That's right, yeah. I mean, 
we've been farming organically for five years now, so mm-hmm. we're, we've got that under our belt. We're feeling pretty good about how that process has gone. Um, and so what does that mean to the consumer? When you say we're farming organically, what should the consumer know? Yeah, it's, it's really about... Um, limiting the amount of products you're using in the vineyard. Okay. So we've gone from a whole retinue of different sprays and things we're allowed to use <laughs> to really only two products. We use a little bit of sulfur yeah. and a little bit of seaweed spray, actually, which wow. is made off the coast here. So um, you're kind of handcuffing yourself from a from a reactionary perspective. You have yeah. to think a lot further ahead and do a lot more handwork yeah. as well. There's no silver bullet sprays anymore. It's all about doing the hard work at the beginning you of the season. you got to hope you don't get a vineyard pandemic. Just about, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I mean... But it's healthy, right? That's I mean, right. Healthy yeah. place to work. and That's right. And that's kind of what's fed into the regenerative farming pieces. So we've, we've achieved organic status. That was challenging, but we've done it, and we've been doing it for several years now. Mm-hmm. But we weren't quite satisfied with where that left us, so the idea was to continue to move forward with a lot of the philosophy that we we're building through organics. Regenerative farming is all about soil health. It's about rebuilding soils. Cedar Creek as a property has been farmed for almost 100 years, yeah. and only five years of that have been organic. So you can imagine the soils are pretty degraded from yeah. that time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's great. It's great that that's going on. Does it change the wine? Does it make the wine better? Absolutely, yeah. What For me, the way I like to relate it back to the wine is that by building healthier soils, the grapevines are more resilient. And if the grapevines are more resilient to things like heat domes or weather events, rainfall, that kind of mm-hmm. thing, they're producing better fruit, and that makes better wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk too much about regenerative, and you've got a lot of animals going on. What, what's happening? You, you've got dogs. Uh, you got a dog the size of a bear, I think. Don't you running around the vineyard? We do. He's a big Turkish uh, <laughs> shepherd dog. Uh, what's he doing up there? He's, he's scaring somebody off. He's keeping the coyotes out of the vineyard. Yeah. Okay. So there are a lot of them up at Cedar Creek. If you walk out of the winery after five or five thirty, you can hear them all howling up in the hills. Yeah. Uh, Dio is is the dog's name, and the idea for him is to try and protect the livestock we've got on site. So um, we are running cows now uh, using their manure in the compost program. Sure. Animal manure is like yeah. an energizer for compost. And yep. so with the cows come the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Are the cows in the vineyard themselves or are they? Yeah. Once we harvest the fruit, we'll bring the cows down and put them through the vineyard. Yeah. We don't really do it before then because they'll actually eat the vines and the fruit. Yeah. But uh, after like October, November, we bring them all the way down to the winery and you'll see them out in the vineyard if you're at the winery. It seems like, uh, you know, I always talk about this, but the vines kind of interact with the animals too. Like there's something going on there. I don't know what it is, but it... It all everybody's talking to everybody, I believe. Yeah, my my past past is in ecology. That was what I studied first, mm. and I have a firm belief that everything is talking to everything else out there in the vineyard. The cows right are chewing the cover crops, and the cover crops are communicating with the cows and all the rest. Yeah, so, yeah. Let's talk about this rosé, this fantastically colored rosé. You get 100 out of 100 for that, just just looking at it. Spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Way to go. So this is the 2021 That's correct. Home yep. Block Rosé. So just released over the last couple of weeks. Uh, this is wow. a rosé that comes off the Home Block property at Cedar Creek. We're trying to take rosé pretty seriously in this tier, so uh, nice and dry, a little bit in concrete. Wow, 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 that is really something. Yeah, we're pretty happy with it. It's uh, 21 was a, was a, wasn't an easy year to make wine in, but 
in the end, the wines actually came out pretty nice. I think there's some really nice freshness and brightness still, despite the heat that we got. Yeah, so. it's great. And terrific acidity in this wine. So, you know, I can just think of so many different things I want to eat with it. But but refreshing. Yes. Yeah. Refreshing and is the, the key. color's gorgeous. How did you manage that? Just stay up a lot? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we do. Uh, we actually foot tread the fruit to break it up to get a little skin contact, which yeah. is much gentler. Yeah, we do not want a big dark rosé. No, um, and then we're only probably about ninety minutes on skins to pull just a touch of color out of the wine, and then we're we're getting it off. Foot tread. Wow. Foot tread. Yeah. Can we afford foot tread wines or? Yes, actually, they're cheaper than machine tread wines. Okay, yeah. I love it. A lot less equipment to clean. It only takes a couple seconds to spray off your feet. Uh, so. And are you pouring this wine at the festival? Yes, yes I haven't are. been to your booth yet. Okay, yep. so if you're coming down the festival this weekend, folks, you want to check this out, uh, this rosé out. It's uh, really something. Uh, okay, now you brought a red wine. Correct, yeah. So here we have 2019 Block 4 Pinots. This is one of the flagship Pinots that we produced at Cedar Creek. Yeah. It's from 25-year-old vines most of the way up the slope towards the, the kind of rock bluffs in behind the property. Really low cropping, dense, kind of concentrated pinot. Hmm. This is not a pretty, elegant pinot. This is a deep, dark, age-worthy kind of and the, is structured this, pinot. This is the Aspect series? or Correct. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So we've, we've created a new tier. The, the best blocks we've got have moved up into it, and Block 4 is definitely one of those blocks. Hmm. Yeah, it is quite dense. It is dense. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Lots of tannin, but nice quality tannin. They're not yeah. astringent. The fruit's s- sweet, but not sugary. Just it's ripe. That's and right. And then it has a little bitterness that fights that ripeness off and balances it. Yep. Dries it out. And there's a little bit of tannin, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could age this for three to five years in the bottle. Oh, yeah. We pulled, actually, recently we pulled a, a tasting of uh, Pinots out of the cellar, and we did... 2012, 13, and 14 block four pinots. Mm-hmm. Opened them up and had a look at them. They were all showing quite nicely. So I think it's got it's got legs to age for sure. Our guest is Taylor Whalen. He's the winemaker at Cedar Creek Estate Winery. Now you guys have a northern focus. Is that right? Or you're well, tell us what that means for British Columbians now. This this north thing in the Okanagan. Yeah, as we've grown more sophisticated in our wine tastes, we've come to understand that style is very different in the South Okanagan than what it is in the North. And we're located in the North in Kelowna, so we're focusing on North Okanagan fruit. So that means East Kelowna, Lakeshore Road, Lake Country. Mm-hmm. That's where almost all of our fruit's coming from. Yeah. yeah. And and, uh, and it's a completely different style. Eh? Than, Absolutely. Than, I mean, people are familiar with the Soyuz or Similkameen or whatever yeah. or, or Naramata Bench. Yep. This is something else. It's a little... Uh, it, it's completely different. Yeah, it is. It's It's... There's a, an elegance to the wines. There's a freshness to the wines that's hard to achieve in the South. Yeah. The interesting thing with Pinot is that it seems like the cooler you get, the denser and darker the wines get. This mm-hmm. is a cool home yeah, is a exactly. very cool site. Yeah. And these are big Pinots, so it's yeah. not like the cooler wines or the lighter wines. That you're getting more concentration yeah. as we move but into the This is more sites. like a crew, like a Burgundian crew, really. That's how we is, think about which it. Which is yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, you've been under construction forever. What's the deal? People go this year. Is everything done now at Cedar Creek? And yeah, we like to say for us, the construction is, is about the journey, not the destination. You know? <laughs> so uh, I think we're done now. Yeah. Uh, the site is completely open. The construction teams are, are gone. Okay. So we're open for business. Yes. Yeah. Events, tastings, yeah. restaurant, everything. Fantastic is restaurant. I'm sure it's doing well. I mean, uh, I've been telling people all summer everywhere, get reservations. 
reservations. Not You can't walk into these places anymore at 6 o'clock and say, I need a table for 4. No, and it's tough to get, like, we don't have a lot of people that are, are in, it's like staffed up. Yeah. So it's tough to get in and... and uh, if you can book ahead, that's that's the idea. Yeah, 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 for sure. And and the wine club now has a very special. You have a, a special property for that, or a, a building, or we have two clubs now, actually. So we've got our traditional uh, platinum fifty-eight club, but we've got an aspect club as well, which is focused on these very best wines. Okay, and it has its own building as well, so a very luxury kind of experience. And they get to meet you, perhaps. If I'm feeling like I want to wander down there and have a chat, then yes. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Great to see you. you Lovely wines. Thank you. Taylor Whalen, he's the winemaker at Cedar Creek Estate Winery in Kelowna. Still to come, Barkley Robinson, he's the winemaker at Road 13 Vineyards on the Golden Mile Bench. Hey, our show's available weekly on 20 stations across British Columbia, and we're on all the major podcast platforms. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and we're coming to you live from the floor of the 43rd International Vancouver Wine Festival. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. BC VQA Wine, a reflection of our land and the exceptional folks that craft every bottle. Save on Foods is proud to offer the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines all in one place, plus an extensive collection of BC's most popular ciders. And with their everyday customer discount program, you'll get 10% off any four bottles or select 12 bottles and save an additional $12. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Find your nearest store at saveonfoods.com. Claude de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Clos de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name, Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summer Hills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summer Hill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summer Hill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, back to the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from the floor of the 43rd Vancouver International Wine Festival, and a shout out to our listeners on uh, BNM Bloomberg 1410 in Vancouver and all of other 19 cities across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Joining us now is Barkley Robinson. He's the winemaker at Road 13 Vineyards on the Golden Mile Bench. Barkley, how are you? 
fantastic. You're not in the vineyard. No, not you're in today, town. No. Is it exciting <laughs> to be in the big city for a change? And it's nice with to be all in, these people. Yeah, it's nice to be in front of people again, right? Yeah. Let's talk it's, about the wines. It's it's great to have the energy in the room, I think, is what we miss a lot. Absolutely. I mean, in this business, there's a lot of fun in this business, but the energy from so many different people and, and from our international friends that are in the room, too, is kind of great. You'll be able to sneak out and taste some international wines, which will be fun. It'll be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, Road 13, you're you're pretty much ensconced there now. You've been uh, how 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 many months have you been working there now? Or it's got to be. I think it's 26 now. 26, <laughs> like you're you're almost a British Columbian, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how does it feel? Is, are things? Do you have a sense of where everything is now and yeah. how, how, the direction you want to go in? Yeah, you. Like just really getting a sense of the vineyards and and year to year and and what they do in a cool year and a in a in a hot year and, yeah. and everything and just really redefining what that style is at Road 13 especially so it's really cool yeah you know when I was young I was always amazed that when you would go into Europe and somebody would talk about their vineyard and they know every little hill and dale and where the rocks are and the sand are and I thought I actually thought it was kind of weird at the start but but it makes a lot of sense oh, so yeah. so when you go to a new property I, I must imagine there's a it's a lot of work to to figure out what's going on it really is it's it's a, it's a little overwhelming at first because you have to you know get Get to know the whole personality of each vineyard, yeah. each vineyard block. Yeah, and then trace the wines back to that block, <laughs> and then tag it to the to the geology and the weather and what's going on to figure out you know what you're going to do every year. Oh, exactly. It's a bit. It's a bit of like a, a little bit of forensics at, at first, like just kind of disassembling what the previous winemaker did and what yeah. worked, what didn't, <laughs> what you want to keep going with, what you want to change. Yeah. Well, 74K has been around a while at Road 13. What yes. have you, What have you done with it? Have you tweaked it, or how How are you handling this wine? Let's tell the story of it well the, the story of it 74k is a uh, it stands for 74 kilometers which is basically if you took our estate vineyards at road 13 and put all the rows at the end it would be roughly 74 kilometers wow that's a good workout it is and yeah. so it, it really pays homage to the vineyard workers that walk it multiple times a year and so uh because road 13 is all about the dirt the work's done in the vineyard yeah uh, it pays homage to our vineyard crews that mm-hmm. do all that work all all year long so and the blend in this wine uh it's merlot dominant so it's a bordeaux blend with with the rome varieties in there as well uh but it's merlot dominant so you're going to have that really nice softness to it uh with the complexity and the firmness of the cabs a little bit of malbec in there the spice of the syrah yeah which is different i mean adding syrah to a bordeaux blend yeah. i mean i mean we don't even talk about that really in in france yeah they should perhaps yeah <laughs> bordeaux Why should not? be growing syrah <laughs> maybe they will uh, as the weather changes but what what is the interaction there like we know the sort of cab shiraz thing what does what does the syrah bring to a blend like this I, what I like about it, especially from the Golden Mile bench, is on that west side, so it gets that evening shade. Uh, so you get a little bit more of that white pepper note, like that Northern Rhone style Syrah. So yeah. it just gives it a nice little bit of spice. Um, and then the Mouved, who's also it's also grown on the same site, yep. it gives you a little bit of that cracked black peppercorn, right? So yeah. It gives it a little bit of spice. A little earthier style. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and this wine is uh, also uh, tagged to the young agrarians. Absolutely. What, what can you tell us about that? I think this is very interesting. Well, it really comes back to the sustainability of Road 13 and what we're doing to, um, you know, make sure all our practices are sustainable. And so the young agrarians, it really links to that next generation of BC farmer. And mm. so 
a dollar off of every bottle purchased of 74K goes to the Young Agrarians and supports the next generations of BC farmers. Well, that is, is so great. It's really cool. Yeah. So, and do you have like young farmers come come see you over the year or whatever, and yeah. you know get a look see and absolutely you yeah. get to infect them a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it is infectious just to get out in the vineyard and, and talk to our head viticulturists and just see what's going on and yeah. what they're doing, and because it's it's mind blowing what they're doing in the vineyard. So, uh, well, I really respect you for that, and I think you know. Uh, we need more young farmers and more people infected, for sure, to uh, ensure uh, our, own, our own food sources and, and what we're doing here. Absolutely. So great. Totally agree. Uh, now, the fifth element is another interesting wine, mm-hmm. uh, completely different in some ways. Yeah, it's it's along the same same vein where it's a, it's a Bordeaux blend. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're talking um, Merlot with Malbec right behind. And Cab Franc, Cab Sauvignon, Petit Verdot. So you have five of those Bordeaux varieties with a third, so 33% in Syrah in 2019. So it spends longer in barrel. So it's 18 months in French oak Mm -hmm. with a little bit of American oak in the Syrah program and the Cab Sauvignon program. Uh, so it's definitely got more time on skin. It's got more extraction. Uh, it'll, yeah. It'll age a More lot tannin. Yeah. It tastes more tannin in it. Not tough tannin, but just drier, mm-hmm. bigger, richer, stronger wine. So a wine like this, what would you say is a, like a 5 to 7 or 10-year wine or... I would, but I mean, that's such a subjective question, isn't it? It's like, do you, do you like it fruit forward or do you like something that has a little bit more of a, a, a dusty fruit note or, you know, where, yeah. it's, where it's aged? So. Our guest is Barkley Robinson. He's the winemaker at Road 13 Vineyards, and we're uh, tasting a couple of his wines, the 74K, the 2019, and the fifth element is also, uh, it's 2019, 2019 yeah. yeah. Uh, so today, how do people uh, how do people buy your wine today? I mean, there's so many avenues. To, uh, what's the best for you to buy direct, or how does it work? Uh, we've been doing a lot online, obviously, through COVID. We've had to, to pivot to our, our, our e-commerce and yeah. and. And a lot of our customers were already buying our w- wines online anyway, so yeah. it was a natural progression. And we're doing a lot of business that way. And you and you have quite a large uh, wine club. Absolutely, uh, over yeah. over fourteen hundred. So if I join the club, how do I, what? How does that help me when I get to Road Thirteen? What what's available to me as a club member? Oh yeah, well there's all kinds of perks when you come to the winery. Uh, there's wine club member exclusive events, um, and there's really cool wines that are just a small lot that I, I can't release to the whole public so it's yeah. released to the wine club members first like there's one coming up and i'll just kind of let the cat out of the bag a okay bit. It's, that's what we want there's a there's a reserve tempranillo coming up but there's only two barrels of it wow and it's uh it's where's that tempranillo from it's grown right in front of the winery yeah, oh wow there was two experimental rows that were there and and in 2020 i was like i gotta keep this separate i just have to oh wow so we're gonna we're getting a little rioja action from yeah, yeah. road <laughs> road rioja 13 or rioja road 13 yeah i like that yeah and is it is it good it's I I believe it is. I mean, yeah. I, I've had people taste it blind, and they just were like, "What is this?" And it's like, it's tempranillo, and they're just wow. mind blown. So yeah. Well, it's great to have you down in Vancouver. I just want to ask a quick question. Mm-hmm. You can be very Bordelaise about this and say, "Tony, uh, we we know nothing." <laughs> but uh, it's been a cool start in the Okanagan. What yeah. what have you seen? Or are you worried about it? Or it's just. You'll catch up, or how do you see the vintage? I think it's going to catch up. I mean, yeah, it's been a little cooler. It's been a, bit, a little more wet, um, but we we need that water, and we didn't yeah. get that last year or the year before. So I think we've been just getting an, enough rain overnight. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little cool, but it will catch up, uh, and, and I think it just kind of delays and gets us through those 
frost times. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. I hate to say and, the F word, but yeah, and <laughs> recharges you recharge the soil. Yeah. When, when is the is isn't this the weekend for the end of frost or is it? Well, you never know, but yeah, it's the last full moon in May or something. Or? Yeah, that's that's typically it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great to catch up with you. Uh, I love how you talk about wine. You were a salmon in a different life, so Absolutely. you you have a different kind of view, I think, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, are you enjoying BC in general, though? Like all the people and the style of wines? And yeah, absolutely. I, 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 it's really nice and uh, very full body reds, and I, I love my reds. But yeah. making some fantastic rosés and whites that still have the nice crispness to it. So like, great food wines, great by themselves. Yeah. It's a great place to grow wine. Like. Barkley, go get them, man, uh, and uh, keep it going. And now, now you're going to have a new winery tour, a retrofitter. It's, that's it's, it's happening. Com- completely rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're going to be like the king of uh, road. Is it road eight? Uh, what road are you on? We thirteen. Are on, we're on thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah, the king of road thirteen. I kind of like the ring of that too. Right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Barkley Robinson, he's the winemaker at Road 13, and we're coming to you live from the floor of the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Up next, Ray Signorello, uh, a Vancouverite, uh, will talk about his winery. He's rebuilding from a tragic fire in Napa Valley. It's a great story. We'll be right back. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place where you can take your time to enjoy our beautiful weather and perfect patio season. Visit almost 100 area wineries, cideries and distilleries, eight craft breweries and world-class locally sourced restaurants too. It's the perfect destination for a relaxing getaway. But before you go, make sure to check the website for information on wine tours, tasting room and restaurant hours, or for more trip inspiration. Go to visitpenticton.com. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature, a bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name, Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax, with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at yoursouthokanaganhome.com. As someone who is starting or adding to their wine or spirits collection, you recognize your choice of a reputable supplier is paramount. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers buyers a safe, inexpensive way to initiate or enhance their collections. They're experts in the field, and all of their offerings are meticulously sourced from private sellers across Canada. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. Hello, I'm Anthony Gismondi, and after four decades in the wine business, I know that the wine you like is always the best one for you. Anyone who tells you differently is simply wrong. The trick is how to get there. My advice? 
Try as many different wines as possible to discover your favorites. We evaluate about 3,000 wines a year at GizmondiOnWine.com to help you sort through the clutter in the market, and we make it easy to search through our results. After all, life is way too short to drink bad wine. So why not give us a go at GizmondiOnWine.com? From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Now, back to the Vancouver International Wine Festival. Here's Anthony Gismondi. So glad that I know my then I knew then gonna keep on trying till I reach my highest prize. British Columbia, it's a pleasure to be back at the Vancouver International Wine Festival. It's year 43, uh, and we are having a gas on the floor here with uh, the opening day trade crowd, and joining us now uh, is a uh, halftime Vancouverite for sure, Ray Signorello, a halftime Napa. Ray, how are you? Great, thanks. Thanks for having Uh, me on the show. It's great to have you. Of course, you're the uh, uh, proprietor of Signorello uh, Vineyards in, in Napa Valley, California, uh, and you've been in recovery mode for a while, not from a pandemic, but a fire. <laughs> it's been a tough five years. Yeah, I bet. Uh, well, for people who don't know, I mean, it's kind of, you weren't even at the winery, is that right? Or was it, was your wife at the winery at the time? Or Yeah, she was. So that it was the day before Canadian Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And I got the call. Yeah. That there were some fires in Napa Valley, and they were in the distance. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they were there and, and quite prevalent. Well, fire started about 9.30 that night. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel like it was that big a deal at the time because yeah. we'd, we'd had fires in Napa over the years. Sure. Uh, but this was a different fire, yeah. and uh, it was fueled by a 50-mile-an-hour wind. I'd say the fire moved with three miles within 15, 10, 15 minutes. Wow. And my winery was gone within an hour and a half. Holy smokes. That is something. <laughs> But you were pretty interesting because you said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna rebuild like within three days," or you said, "Well, we're gonna get this back in order." Yeah, I mean, that was the first thing I thought. Yeah, this is the opportunity. We got a, I got a lot of people that we, you know, that work with me. Yeah, and I said, "Hey, we're gonna come out bigger and stronger out of this thing." And the Napa Valley authorities have been very helpful all the way along the way, I guess. <laughs> well, it takes time. It, it takes time, yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about that because so you you had a bit of a reset. I mean, I guess you had time. What, what did you think about and what, why have you changed or tell us how you've changed direction at Signorello? Well, uh, you know, I woke up that next day and said, I don't have a winery anymore. Fortunately, I had the vineyards. I mean, that, to me, it's all about the vineyards. Yeah. Our vines are between 33 and 43 years old now. And that was the, you know, that gave me the inspiration. Hey, we've got the vines. We can rebuild the winery. Yeah. And I'd always looked at my winery and said, you know, I wish it was a little different here, a little different there, and stuff that I can't just tear it down, but, you know, I wish it was a little different. And, yeah. Uh, the fires did that for me, so I got a blank piece of paper now to design and build something with the 35 years of making wine uh, know-how so I can sure. incorporate that into the build. So now we're building something with a with a vision of all those years, something that's going to stand the test of time, and it's kind of like having that new kitchen in your your restaurant or your home, where yeah, you, 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 it's the way you want it, the way you want kinda. it, and it's going to work well, and mm-hmm. uh, ultimately it's going to help us make better wine. Yeah, you were as equally tough on your wines by yourself too. You you really t- had a hard look at them. Yeah, you know, I said I want to be the top. I want to make as good a wine as we can. And we we had the vineyards, 
We had a winery, but it wasn't the best. It wasn't a top winery, a facility I'm talking about. Yeah. And I said, okay, we're going to build a top facility. And then I looked at, you know, the people behind it and what what I can do to add to that. So I went out and uh, put together what I thought at the time and still do is the dream team. Uh-huh. And uh, it, and, uh, it was Steve Mathiason who's helping us on the vineyard side. Yeah. Celia Welsh, who's a very famous person making an iconic wine like Scarecrow, uh, sure. come to work for us. Yeah. And Priyanka French from another iconic winery, Dalavali. So I've got the three of them working with me with these old vines and a brand new facility. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, you know it's good for us for the future. Yeah. And and you've chosen to focus on your top wines too. Yes. So. Yeah. We are really focused now. I, you know, I, I don't. I want to keep the winery focused to what we do best, which is Cabernet, and we're essentially putting all of our know-how and our ability into a wine we call Padrone, which is the, the our top cab. It's a tribute to my father that I lost back in 1998, and that is the mandate. We want to produce. It's like our first crew, if you will, our yeah. first growth, yeah. our, our, our top wine, and, and and all the efforts go into that. If it doesn't make that selection, we just are not going to bottle it mm-hmm. under Signorello. Yeah. Uh, but you brought a wine today that you're pouring at the festival, which is a, a different wine because it's it's purchased fruit, right? For yeah. So, so this came about, this was really kind of, uh, came, really came about on the on the heels of the winery fire, the, the winery burning down, and that I came to my new team and I said, I want to create something. You all work with all these other vineyards in Napa. I really haven't. I've always had an estate vineyard, a contiguous yeah. estate vineyard. And I said, go out and find me some top vineyard uh, sources, fruit, uh, that you all know about. And let's create a new wine with all of our know-how. And I called it S. So S being my initial Signorello. We could call it Super. We could call it Stupendous. We could call it Special. Uh, special. Yeah, it's very tasty. <laughs> it's really a delicious wine. So, is it Priyanka behind this wine? Or? Yes. Yeah. She. I mean, she's the she's the uh, full charge winemaker there, mm-hmm. and uh, so she directs all the traffic, and she uses all of the pieces that are available to her to, to make you know what we do. Yeah. And, uh, the, she has a nice touch with this wine, boy. The tannins are fantastic. Yeah, it's the it's, texture is it's really silky. Something. Another S word, silky. Yeah, silky. <laughs> Way to go. Yeah, really well done. And and so this is where is it Oakville and is it her mountain? Uh, Howe Mountain. Howe Mountain. Yeah. Rutherford St. Helena. Yeah. And in uh, the vintage coming up, uh, the next vintage, not this one, which is the 2019, we're going to add Oakville. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So great fruit. And then beyond that, what I wanted to do is also make it what I call, you know, a reasonable wine uh, from Napa Valley. Yeah. Uh, Napa Valley has now become probably the most expensive Cabernet producer in North America, or it is. In the world, I would say. Maybe the world. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said I wanted to create a wine with a world-class team and a world-class vineyard and not charge a world-class price, if you will. So yep. uh, this wine would retail in British Columbia about $100. So yep. for Napa Cab, at this level, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's we feel real value there. Yeah. Well, for, it's it's a delicious wine. People can try it at the festival if they're listening now and they're coming down. They can. They We're can, which it. is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the other two wines, well, there's also Hopes, right? The Chardonnay, that will continue as well. Yeah, so Hope uh, was my mother, Hope Signorello, and uh, I cr- created a wine back in, uh, in the mid-90s as a tribute to her. I lost my mother uh, in the mid-90s, so 
Pope's Cuvée is, is an old vine Chardonnay off the estate. The mm. vines are the oldest vines on the estate, which are today 43 years old. So yeah. old vine, low yield, very handcrafted, unfiltered style of, of Chardonnay. Mm. Something special. Yeah. Hey, we should tell people where you are because we were just talking about the some some sub-appellations <laughs> you're not in. But tell us exactly where Senorello is and how people can uh, eventually find your winery when you reopen. Sure. We're on the Silverado Trail, so uh, if, uh, if you've been to Napa, we're in the southeastern section. Uh, it's a little cooler down in that area. Uh, wineries in our area would be just to the north, would be some Stag's Leap wineries like Clodeval, Schaefer, mm-hmm. uh, another Canadian, um, uh, Cliff Lady, yeah. and then to the south, Dariush, and, uh, and some others. So we're in that southeastern quadrant, and uh, the Cinerelle is all a single vineyard estate, contiguous estate. Yeah, and a little less traffic than on 29, which is kind Well, of nice. yeah, although these days it's it seems to be both sides now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's it's nice to see uh, see that you'll be ready to go maybe by next year with the winery. Uh, what will you plan to? How will you? Will it be at a different visit when you go to Signorello, or how will it work? Yeah, well, the way. Like, what are you planning? I guess for visitors. Yeah, what we used to do before the fires was we had a chef and we did a sit down experience. Yeah, we're going to continue with that, except uh, we're going to build a, a nicer facility for executing that. Uh, uh, we're going to have three salons plus an underground salon. Yeah. Uh, so give the people basically the capability to have a beautiful one, two, three-hour experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be with food, multi-course experience uh, around the lunchtime, or it could be with uh, more wine-orientated and a little less food in the afternoon. And then we tour people around the property. We have these electric carts, six-person electric carts that we take people around because a lot of people have not really been in the vineyard before, yeah. and it, our property's not really walkable that way, so we'll take them through, and then they get off the cart and see a vine up close, see mm-hmm. the grape cluster, and give them some education, because people want to know what makes that wine what it is, and, and again, why is it as expensive as it is? You know? yeah. it's, there's got to yeah. be some reason for that. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of expensive, you make some inexpensive wine, which is pretty cool, too. Now, have you set the new team out? Like, you, Let's talk a little bit about Trim and Edge and, and what you're doing there and how they're impacting those wines. Yeah, so Trim is a California Appalachian Cabernet. It's uh, We make Chard as well. So both of them, one's from the Russian River, the Chardonnay, and the Cabernet's from, mostly from Lodi. Yeah. And the idea was to make really good, honest... Yeah. By really smart people who know what great wine is. That's what I like. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, we use this term, it's, we're winemaking, not wine faking. Yeah. And uh, there's no additives, there's no concentrate, they're real honest wines that you can yeah. drink and enjoy, and they're not full of sugar. Mm-hmm. And they're available, they're widely available in British Columbia. They are. Yeah. And Edge is a, that's an Alexander Cabernet, is that right? Alexander Valley, yeah. uh, single vineyard Alexander Valley Cabernet. Uh, we feel when we looked for this uh, area uh, or, or looked in California, we felt that Alexander Valley is probably the number two region in, outside of Napa for growing top quality Cabernet. Mm-hmm. So we went to Alexander Valley. We work with one vineyard and make what we consider a, just a, a wonderful example of that appellation. And yeah. it's inexpensive as well. I mean, by Alexander Valley uh, numbers, it's about forty dollars, which uh, retail in BC, which is quite inexpensive for that yeah. that appellation. Good wines, folks. I've tasted them. You can actually, uh, well, we'll have the reviews up if they're not already up on Gizmondi on Wine. We're a bit behind this month with all these other activities, but uh, so Ray, maybe by this time next year, the the winery could be 
open? I, it should be. It better be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it better be. Uh, really great to catch up with you. Thanks for sharing your story and uh, your journey. Uh, I wish you many more years, and uh, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, exploring the top end is always fun uh, when you get there. I love that you drink great wines because I think you can't make good wine if you don't drink great wine. You really don't know what the standard is. So Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show. It's my 35th year in a row, other at, than last year, which was there wasn't a show. So yeah, at the festival. I didn't feel I was that old, but somehow it snuck up on me. Yeah. I remember those parties. <laughs> <laughs> my dad always used to say, you know, son, you're going to be the youngest guy in the room for a long time, and one day you're going to get up and you're going to be the oldest guy in the room, and it's getting close. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great to see you. Ray Signorello, of course, the owner of Signorello uh, Vineyards and uh, great wines from Napa Valley, uh, California. Uh, that's it for today's show. Special thanks to our production team, including our on-site producer, uh, Dwayne Bishop, and our studio producer, Darren Regan, the Simon producer, Sherry Caleb, and our director of operations, Stu Ferguson. Join us next week when we continue our discussions uh, live from the floor of the Vancouver International Wine Festival. But till then, I'm Anthony Gizmondi, and for all of us at the show, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week across the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Until then, enjoy your weekend. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. 